Bootstrapped Web. We're going to try to make it happen today, Jordan. <laughs> we are, I am making it difficult on us. I am on my phone. I haven't had internet in the house all day. Oh, it's the worst. Taking a few calls on my phone. Oh, it's goddamn. But we're fine. We're going to make it work. It's so annoying. That happened to me like two weeks ago, just well, randomly on like a sunny day around here, like no weather issues. Internet goes out. It's like, what's happening? That's where I'm at. It's beautiful out. There's no outage in the neighborhood. It's just fuck you in particular. Your house. Mm. Oh, the worst, man. The worst. Uh, yeah, but at least it's Friday. Had a great week so far. Uh, and you don't get to head out to a coffee shop after this to try to send some emails out. But feeling great about this week and looking forward to the pod. Nice, man. Yeah, I got my second coffee going right now because I got no sleep last night or most nights this week. Thanks to my why. Old- old dog who decides to wake up four times a night now so that's, that's okay cool. okay um okay yeah but just trying to make it through uh yeah i got a bunch of stuff you know as i talked about last last time uh the rollout of clarityflow.com went went live in public uh when the last episode went out this week i think that was on wednesday so um yeah feels good to have it out there i've got some a couple notes on on the aftermath of that and moving forward I- Yes, I want to know how it's how it's gone, the the good and the bad, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what 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 has gone well? What hasn't? How ha- has the response been from Zip Message customers? And yeah, so it'd be great to get into that. On yeah, on my side, and, and, the, and also just like t- making the turn to like marketing stuff this week has been like a context true. shift as well. So yeah, true, true. Right, you did you did so much work on the actual like you know making the cycle live and everything. Yeah, um, on our side, so we're redoing our website, and I can talk about that experience. And some things over the last, I'd say, two weeks are 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 making us feel confident about our general thesis on the market. We just have some new proof points that are adding up to optimism on our end, you know. And when I say us, it's uh, when I when I talk about us at that level, it's like myself and Rock and Jessica, mm-hmm. right? That's like the leadership team, and the, you know we're the ones that like are worried about what's happening in the market more so than like what's happening on our plate right now. And then I think we should talk a little bit about uh, you know the IRS and the stupidity out of Washington D.C. around software development costs. And amortization very exciting topic but an important one. yeah yeah very uh very good radio but it is important for for folks in our industry so uh it you know it's definitely good to see just off the bat like near the top of the show we should just mention um you know uh michelle hansen has been putting together this website ssballiance.org so we'll we'll link that up um you know thanks to her and, and ian landsman and a bunch of other people right. who've been like really you know like publicizing this and, and getting the ball rolling, get, getting us organized here. So, um, yeah, it is. I think all of us have felt over the last call it year or six months or so that these big macro things can't be avoided. They impact us, whether it's the economy or interest rates or banking issues. And in this case, it's tax law. Uh, but we can't just pretend that, oh, just because we're small businesses that they don't affect us like the, yep. these things they definitely do yeah uh, and this one this one's gnarly in particular yeah 
All right. So we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, why don't we talk about the, the more fun stuff, the business stuff first? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. You want me to kick things off and talk about yeah. website? I, I okay. Yeah. So this is cool. Cause right. like, again, it's one of those things that like both you and I happen to be working on around the same time. So we've got some good, good notes to share. Yes. And you, you felt my stress because, uh, all right. So here's what happened. We are redoing our website. We want to make some adjustments, uh, do some cosmetic refresh, and get things right in terms of positioning based on what we've learned over the last year and a half or whenever that the site went live. So actually, let and, me just pause you right, right off the bat. Sure. Right there. My, my question, because I'm, I'm just learning this from you as well. I, I don't know mm-hmm. too much about the story yet. Um, when you say refresh, what, what's mm-hmm. in, in your mind, are you thinking like, start from scratch? new design, new messaging, everything, or take our existing structural website, maybe rewrite some parts, uh, change some layouts, but keep the current technical website there. What, what are you thinking? No, so, so it's, it's a redo of the website, wow. not a refresh. I think of it as refresh as like, you know, our logo is staying the same and our colors are basically staying the same, but we're redoing the site. Yeah. And we need to improve the, the blog kind of, I don't even know what happened to the blog. It went from like, okay to... Yeah, I don't even think it's very readable. I, I, I really don't like it. So we want to do some things there and some position changes. And so we're redoing the website, I think is more accurate. Cool. So I think I was a little bit negligent in the amount of attention that I paid to this process because I had confidence and also because I wanted to focus on other things. And now we're at the stage of, okay, here's basically version one, and I need feedback from the designer. And I got on a call yesterday with Elizabeth, our marketing director, and Jessica, and we started to really look at this very closely. And the sense of dread that fell over me when looking at what we had, the general sense was, okay, buddy, you have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And not like, yeah. oh, there's a lot of work that needs to get done. It's like, no, you, Jordan, you cannot not pay attention to this. You have to do hours of work to get this to where it needs to be. And did you did you sense that Elizabeth and Jessica were also on that same page with you? Like you all had that sense of like this this project needs work in general. Yes, yes. As soon as we started really digging into it, uh, it became it became apparent. And there's there's always some element around, uh, you know, the balance between how great something looks and how like effective or clear it is. And it felt like this was designed by our designer in such a way that it looks great. It's almost too mobile first. Hmm. It's almost that it takes mobile so into account in the design that it doesn't give it room to breathe on desktop. Hmm. And, you know, we're B2B SaaS. Like, the the mobile version obviously is important because people get to it on their phone through different links and whatever, Twitter, LinkedIn, email, whatever. But you, you, at least I feel you do have to nail the desktop experience because that's really where you get a chance. Like we are, we are, okay, so here, here's where I think practically speaking, our website missed the mark. Our website assumes, our new, our new version assumes a lot of understanding on the audience's part and it just kind of jumps right to the part where 
here are the next steps you need to take. Here's how it looks to use our product. Here's like how easy it is to set up. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that we are in like new category territory and we need to be extremely clear on what the product is and does before yeah. we get to a conversation about here's how easy it is to set up. Yep. So that's what I saw when I looked at the site and my general preference right now is to show the product. Just shut up and show the damn product. Screenshots, GIFs, animated SVG, whatever you want to use, but show me the damn product. And right what? now, we're taking stylized elements of the UI and making it look beautiful, but it's just not clear enough on what the product is and does. Mm. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the new design, so uh, uh, but I guess I have a bunch of questions. So, because uh, I dealt with a lot of the same mm-hmm. uh, uh, goals and issues and, and like correcting a lot of mistakes with our, with our, what you see on zip message and like correcting some approaches there with what we're doing on clarityflow.com. Um, yep. Uh, you, you said that like assuming the, the user like has a, a baseline understanding or, or, or what, how did you put it? Like, like they, like it's you're like putting a lot understand- of, uh, yeah, you're 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 making a lot of assumptions. A lot of on assumptions. The familiarity of of the visitor, where we we still on a regular basis have to very slowly explain what the product is, what it does, and we usually we we find ourselves in a conversation. What we want to do is we just want to get to a screen share. We just yeah. want to say, let me just show you this thing, so you you get the assumptions right I, in terms people of think that, about fast they think about bold they think about shopify they think about e-commerce platforms they think about front end they think about carts they think about stripe checkout it's like no we are our own thing and that impetus to just get to a screen share so we can just start talking about the same thing that's almost what the website needs to do like just yeah. show me what you actually mean already what i what i tend to think of in terms of hierarchy on the homepage and and like especially the the hero section the above the fold like First thing you, you see when you land on the root domain, right? Um, I think number one, and this mostly comes down to writing the H1 headline copy. And I don't think that we've nailed ours yet. It, it's actually just a kind of a draft, what we have on, on clarityflow.com, which was, believe it or not, half written by ChatGPT. <laughs> but um, that's, that's cool. The My goal in, in what I put into the H1 on the homepage is it's not even so much about like sell the benefits. I know a lot of people talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's not even so much about digging into the pain point. Again, another talking point people like to say, yep. my my main goal when I think about the H1 is resonate with a person. Like identify, hey, hey you, you are this person. And there's gonna be some segment of the world that's gonna be like, ooh, they, Somebody is talking to me. They know. They know who I am. They they just caught yep. my attention because it's almost like they just said my personal name. Like that's, you know. So like I think our what is our current H one on Clarity Flow? Um, yeah, elevate, I was looking at your site a, like a lot our, when, when talking to our team. Our H one right now, and this is sort of a draft, but it's elevate your coaching business with a platform that drives results. So like right away, <laughs> we're like you are a coach, and if you're not, then this might not make any sense to you. Yes. Um, uh, so, so like that's, 
that's number one. But then the other piece that you were talking about was like, get to the product. And this is one of the corrections that, that I'm making from zip message to clarity flow. So we do have a big image showing the product, like right near the top of the, of the site, but that's right. Um, one of the goal, that's not the actual product. That's an illustration of our product. Right. Okay. Um, and that was a, that was intentional. Uh, I wanted to, you know, it was one of the first things that I communicated to Mike McAllister, who was doing the design. I was like, we need somewhat simplified illustrations of the product that more or less show what it is. Like we show the, the async flowing conversation and, and it sort of animates. Um, but it's got to be simple enough that it just communicates like generally what it is. We don't need to show all the buttons on the page that, that might actually be there in the app. And number two, it has to be mm -hmm. simplified enough that A, it's like fast loading, but also just easy for me to keep up to date, you know, because like if you look at zipmessage.com right now, which is still live, I think we actually have a video, like a looping video of the actual app near mm -hmm. near the top, which is like out of date. Like our app has, it, it actually looks so much better in real life once you're, yeah, you know, that's an issue. Um, it like it, all these little GIFs and videos. And if you use real screenshots of your app, like they get out of date so fast, especially when it's an early product because the UI updates, you know? Um, so he did this really um, cool approach. Like number one, we've got the, the big scrolling image near the top, um, but it's just enough to show you what an, what a flowing async conversation looks like. But then down further down the page, you know, he used this approach where he sort of cuts out these little cards of like features from the app. And, and again, like they, they more, they somewhat illustrate how the feature might look and feel when you're in the app, but it's not the actual feature. It's a simple, it's, it's a cartoon of the app mm -hmm. basically, you know, that tends, I think that tends to work pretty well. But like it's, and it's like, I don't need to like show people exactly how it works. Like, so one of the things is we have workflows, right? Like, like those linear step-by-step -step workflows. We have a little card that illustrates that. But all it shows is that like, there's something that looks kind of like workflows that you've seen in other apps. Like that's all you kind of need to know at this level. You mm -hmm. know, you don't need to know the nitty gritty about how it works, you know? Yeah, I, I I could see that. I I think I am leaning more towards showing more of the product and the admin and 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 so on. I just I just want some more space to work. That's kind of how I felt that the images were so small that it really didn't give the visitor a chance to see what the hell we're talking about. So I, I hear you. Some of it can just be stylized, and it doesn't need to be an exact screenshot of the admin or the UI or anything like that. But if you're just, if you just have like a Stripe logo and a Braintree logo and a Coinbase commerce logo, it's like, it's just not quite enough to convey yeah. what, what yeah, we're I'm trying to do. A, I'm not such a fan of the, um, yeah, like the theoretical diagrams that, that connect ideas together. Like I, I do want to see illustrations of, of what is it? Like what's the product? Yes. Yes. So that's, uh, I got, upset by it you know i like walked away and like i, I we did a call at five o'clock in the afternoon and i was on for an hour and by the time the call was over i was like really frustrated i was like mm -hmm. shit i should have gotten involved much sooner 
Now there's a whole bunch of work to do. We've kind of been waiting on making a funding announcement for when the website goes live. And now I'm like, this, this is going to be live for another month. Let's just get yeah. the announcement out. So it just kind of threw me off. Uh, and then, one other, actually, one other thing before we move off of the images is like, yeah, again, uh, one of the goals or corrections that I'm making is speed, like page load speed. Uh, zip message is way too slow the, on, okay. in terms of our marketing site, our homepage and product pages. Um, you know, from an SEO standpoint, that's not a good. So it's not good enough. It, it's it's yeah. a problem. Um, so like we like a, another directive that I had was like. Yeah, we'll have a lot of like images that illustrate the product, but they have to be minimal, fast loading. We're doing lazy loading. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we have a little bit of like subtle animations, but like nothing too crazy. Like just make the page load fast. That's that's a priority for us, you know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. For, for me, I, I tend to. I tend to not pay attention to that as much because I don't know how to do it. And I'm just so, so concerned with the positioning. And the like flow from the homepage to feature pages to pricing, um, yeah. yeah. So I I think I'll I'll report back in a week or two. But but there's a lot of work to be done on that. Yep. How about you? Let's. I mean, how the how the week go? How do you feel? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I, so overall, honestly, it was pretty positive uh, in terms of like getting it out there. And <laughs> I I always have this mentality going into things like this uh there's always some negativity in my in my head that like does not come to <laughs> come to fruition like i it's just I the really, paranoia yeah I, I, I genuinely had some fears around like uh announcing a, a new name for the product um and just and even if the name was fine uh that people would have some sort of negative reaction to it just because it's new that that was my fear yeah um and I saw none of that, to be honest, like literally all, I mean, there might be some of that that I don't hear, <laughs> but, uh, all, Man, the whatever. Feedback, all, all the feedback has been completely positive and, um, like a much higher reply rate to the emails that I sent, uh, much, you know, the, the tweets that I put out that day, I thought they might go silent, but they got passed around quite a bit. Um, and yeah. so, okay, you know, okay. I, uh, so it, it, it overall, did the job. It was it was positive, yeah. And attention. and I um, it was actually a grind, like for twenty four, forty eight hours of just um writing and putting together these announcements. Um, you know, I again, like it's one of those things where I, I have so much other work. I don't, I, I don't want to spend all day writing an email or a blog post, but I I just had to get it out there, get it done. Um, so I wrote a big blog post that's like our announcement pro post that'll sort of evolve as this transition goes forward. I sent a an email to the zip message list, basically the whole list. I, I did exclude current paying customers from that list. Um, there, Want to there communicate differently? Well, I just excluded them. They're, they're gonna hear about it in the, in the next few weeks, and I'm sure mm -hmm. many of them heard about it this week anyway. Um, but I just didn't see a need to necessarily you know rock the boat with every paying customer right away uh, because right and like yeah that's such a that's such a tricky thing <laughs> yeah and, and also like there's not i i did hear a little bit of this confusion from a few replies like what action am i am i supposed to take from this email like it's mm -hmm. like uh, some of them were like this is all really exciting 
what do you want me to do now? Do you want me to go put my email for early access on Clarity Flow? And, and I'm and I'm like, I mean, you can if you want, like that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. But like, so maybe I didn't do a good job there. But I, the, uh, I, to be honest, like there wasn't much of a call to action. It was just like, hey, just so you know, a new name is coming. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes. it doesn't come out of nowhere in a few weeks. Uh, here's a one page preview. We do have an early access list over there. And there was also some confusion about like, um, you know, I definitely had multiple people saying like, this looks awesome. I, I want these new features that you're promoting mm -hmm. on clarityflow.com. Like, can I get in now? Like, or how do I buy? And, you know, yeah. it's, the, it's that frustrating thing. Like, we're, we're a few soon, weeks away, soon. a few months away from most of that <laughs> being live, you know? Um, we're, we're pushing through that roadmap, yeah. but... Um, also, some some emails from customers who happened to to catch wind of of the new name, even though I sort of excluded most of them, uh, asking like, what you know, um, how how do I transition? When do I transition to the new stuff? Um, uh, yeah, and and I guess I guess this is a good sign. I I did mention in the announcements that we are going to be raising prices. I didn't specify what the new prices are going to be. Um, but I didn't have a lot of questions about that. Uh, but I like people acknowledge like like um, in different ways that like they they know that the price changes are coming. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't seem. I, I think that's to me that speaks like well our current prices are low. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's part of it. And also, people react more specifically to more specific numbers. Yeah, um, so much great feedback on the actual design and the branding and you know mike McAllister and, and jason beggs have, have both done an awesome job in terms of design and building out the the site and and now we, we continue that work so like th that's the other thing about this week the, the aftermath um it's like a lot of excitement happened on wednesday when i put it out there you know um but other than that other than wednesday this week was the same as every other week has been uh we got a handful of new customers. We got a handful of churns. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. same, same story every week right now. Um, so, you know, a bunch of customer support and, and a bunch of product work and I'm grinding on all these different projects. It's like, uh, other than that, it, I, I don't think that it made much of an impact. I didn't expect it to, but it does, it does feel good that we, uh, have the name out there and now we push forward. Um, so the next step is to build. I mean, there's multiple next steps, but on the website front, um, so my plan or, or how, how we're putting this website together is Mike McAllister designed the homepage. So he defined the styling and the look and feel of everything. And he, he provided me like a really great style guide and Figma and everything. So now cool. I'm taking that and I'm designing the rest of the pages. Okay, nice. And he, uh, he did a great job on it. It, it yeah, looks awesome. great. Awesome job. Yep. So, so yesterday I designed the new pricing page, which is not live yet. Ooh, um, that's exciting. So I spent a lot of time on that and, and finished it last night. So now I handed that off to Jason. He's going to be building that out. Um, uh, it, and it, I, I sent a, uh, a zip message to, to Mike yesterday. Um, like saying like, this has been like the most efficient way that I've ever produced a website. I'm not joking. Like I not only did it go faster than every other website I've ever made, uh, it, it came out better. Mike and I and Jason 
We did not have one live call throughout this. Seriously? Whole, not one. I've, I've never met them live. I've, I've had multiple face-to-face conversations through zip message with them day to day. We've not spoken live. Uh, and it's worked beautifully. I mean, yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, uh, you know, we show, we show designs on screen. We talk through them. We have deep conversations. Um, we just haven't had the, we, we negotiated, uh, price and, and payments and made the project happen. Like, um, yeah. and pretty wild. Uh, it's, it's been great. And then, and then like, I, I, I took his design, put the pricing page together, sent it to Mike to get his eyes on it. And then he, he gave me a few pointers to improve it a little bit. And now it's off to Jason. And it was like 72, 72 hours pricing page done. You know, um, so are you, you're, you're making your, it's encouraging to hear because it, it does, it, it's not the amount of time you spend on it. It's how focused. I, should, and I mean, I'm talking the about the, is. yes. I mean, the planning of the pricing itself, that's been months in the making. That's right. That's right. Lots of iteration, but the layout of the page uh, came together pretty quickly, you know? And I, you know what I asked you yesterday uh, when I pinged you in frustration over the, our, our website, I asked you for like, who are you looking to? Because what I'm used to doing and how I generally work on a lot of things is I just like to go out and gather a bunch of info and then just let it soak in and influence me and help me so that I don't feel like I'm starting with a blank slate. And when I looked around, I don't even know who to look at anymore. I, I feel like I yeah. used to go, I used to ha- a handful of websites that did a killer job and I would go look and get inspiration. And now websites are all over the place. They are. They are um, kooky. I, actually, I feel like I didn't, I, I don't think that I spent enough time looking around for inspiration. Um, I did a little bit, uh, but part, you know, part of the problem there is that like, I tend to just know and remember sites of tools that I personally use. <laughs> like, I think I had a list of maybe eight or 10 websites that I sent to Mike and, and a couple notes on what I like about each one. But like five of them were like developer tools, <laughs> which, it's which, very make, tricky. which do not make sense for our target audience. Like, and I, that's, I made that's that clear, right. That's right. Know? Like showing code um, all over the place and code snippets and different yeah. framework versions. And, but they're, they're, the B2B SaaS, like, I just remember like that, that heyday of like, you know, Amy Hoy writing out that, like how to create a SaaS website and do the copy first. And I used to really follow that stuff and felt so much more confident in my ability to create a site that converts. And we used to look at other sites. And I remember looking at like Drip site and then Intercom and I don't know, these like classic sites that did a great job. And now it feels like either the products have gotten so big. So you go to Intercom site, it is a, you know, th- they have to convey 5,000 features. Yeah. And then the flow is strange. And then you go to other sites and you're like, you're getting away with this because everyone already knows who you are and what you do. So you right. barely have to do any work. on The whole thing is very strange. I do. Th- and yeah, I don't really in terms know of where picking, to look. Actually, one. Okay. So I do look for specific things like... Um, uh, in terms of like home pages, I I tend to try to look at at sites that are not as well known. Um, I I just didn't do enough digging to find many of them, but like you know, just like these smaller SaaS tools that I become aware of. Right, going just, to HubSpot is is the not, wrong it, orientation. Right? They're, yeah, they're a completely different brand. Huge, yeah. huge, well known. You know. Yeah. Um. So I tend to try to look at that, but um, 
the styling and like look and feel and font choices and colors, which was really all Mike's doing, uh, he had the perfect right instinct of like going with like very warm, uh, inviting personal colors, you know, um, for this type of audience. And, and we just ran with it. Um, so I tend to look when I look for sites, I'm looking more for structure. Like, uh, they, like I look at sites and how did they organize all of their information? How do they organize their navigation? How do they organize mm-hmm. their pricing page? And I take those cues to, in, to yeah. inform how, how we should, uh, it's like, you know, I guess that's more like information architecture. That That's what I'm yes. more in, interested in. I, um, I totally agree. That's the thing. You, you, I have a lot of faith in our designers taste, but it's, it's the information architecture that is way off that mm-hmm. that's really the issue. And it feels like that's actually the job that I have to take on Yeah. in terms of, okay, you know, where are you using, where are you doing things vertically where H1 sub headline, large screenshot, like, let me get the point across as quickly as possible. Then how do you want to highlight features? How do you want to incorporate testimonials? Where are little embellishments? Where do logo uh, like uh, groupings go? Where's yeah, a CTA like, entry point into the blog? Like just, you know, it's like, we, we like forgot about all this stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, totally. I, th- I like what I sent to Mike and I also, part of working with Mike was that, like, I've, I've known his work uh, over the years, like his own products and stuff. And mm-hmm. so like, I knew like he completely knew the language and the, and the typical structure of, of a, of a good SaaS website. Right. So yep. I knew that, that I, you know, we spoke the same language, but then, um, you know, since he was doing the, the homepage, I'm just pulling it up now, like the notion thing that I gave him. Um, all I basically gave him was, this is going to be great radio. Cause I'm looking. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I'm curious. Did you, did you like, did you list out the things that needed to be incorporated on the yes. homepage and in a particular order? Yeah. I mean, that's literally what, like I'm looking at it now. So I have a page in notion called site structure under homepage. I, I then listed out in, in this order, we've got hero H1 section with a sub headline. Um, and then I, I got a section called core parts of the product. I, sorry, let, let me slow down hero. I, I gave him like a very rough draft H1 and sub headline. He, he sort of ran with that. And then um, core parts of the product in, in our case, we're sort of bringing together these four really big pieces, you know, um, conversations, coaching programs, group spaces, and payments. Um, and I gave him one sentence on each one of those. And, uh, and so like, that's a, that's a big middle section, kind of a, uh, like a product tour section in the middle of the homepage. Um, below that, uh, we've got key features, which is like, here's a, here's a grid showing a bunch of other features that you might be thinking about when looking at a product like this. We, we got them all look, look at this list. Right, that the, the grid is useful for. All right, let, let's put out a list that looks good still. Yep, and then and then I've got customer case studies. So this section is actually not live yet, but we're going to have a section that has like three big call outs to stories about customers. Um, and then and then I got like a big call to action uh, near the bottom. That that's basically the homepage. And like in between some of those sections, we have testimonials. Um, I'm trying to see what else did I give him. So yeah, like for each one of those sections, I, I gave him like my draft copy 
And he he put in some some copy ideas and some spots. Uh, uh, there were a few things as he put it together. He was like, you know, I think we really need a, like a like a one paragraph like introductory piece of copy here that like I didn't originally think about, but like from the flow of the page, he was like, I think it would help. Right, it needs it. Um, yeah. So stuff like that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to be looking over at your site a lot over the next week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest, the rest of the pages. All right. So like pricing is now done being built um and the rest of the pages to me are actually a lot harder um and that's my task for next week is like build out a dedicated page for each of these four big parts of the product okay so you, you look at it that same way home page is like almost like a category page an entry point and then you go deeper on the core features and give them their own page yes yep. yeah yep that's same um, and that's where I kind of lost my mind. I haven't done any work on that yet. Like I, I, okay. I need to write copy for that stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I may, I may ping you on that because that's, that's where I lost my mind. Like the homepage was one thing and I was like, oh, we can just kind of change how this is oriented instead of like, you know, how to get started. It would be like, you know, highlighting our three or four big features. But then when I went over to those feature pages to like dig in, I was like, this, this isn't digging in at all. <laughs> this is like some good looking embellishments uh but it doesn't help the visitor dig in like this is what i want to know about how does rally work in a headless environment yeah. like click there and then really explain and show yes and it just didn't give the room to dig in which is yeah like high, is what you want people to do high level i see the home page as what is it what and what's your brand all about who's it for like high level, like get a sense of like, what are the big touch points? Like, what should I sort of know about this whole worldview of this product? Um, but you don't have to get too specific. It's more about like, like they'll, you know, the goal of the headline is to keep you on the page so you scroll down. The, go mm -hmm. the goal after you scroll down is to keep you on the website so you start to click into these other sub pages, right? Um, right. And then, and then the sub pages is where where okay, you're you're interested enough that you made it here. Let's dive in. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I, so I'm thinking like four or five sub pages that really go deep on these four or five core parts of the product. Um, and that's like a combination of like use case, um, functionality, uh, search intent. Like some of these are search optimized, like they actually align with some search that we, we already get on zip message. Like mm -hmm. people, uh, land on some of our sub product pages so like it has to be optimized for that um and uh yeah and, that, and then that's it um and then there's a, the other whole part of the website which i'm also work now working on is like content marketing strategy mm -hmm. you know so um we're building out a, a like our we've already had a blog on zip message we're going to be transferring all those articles most of them uh Reoptimizing them and continuing to build out more content clusters that align with with our product stuff. Um, so we're gonna have a whole blog and and but like organ much more strategically organized in, into like topical sections rather than uh, chronological blog. Like what? And I've always wanted to do that. But we just never got around to doing that organization on Zip Message. Like now, now we're gonna take that opportunity to make like a a really nice, nicely organized you know, five or six categories of, of topics, uh, 
from the articles page and and really build that out nicely. Um, yeah, and 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 then the other thing, I don't know how much I'm going to use this, but we're going to essentially have two blogs on the website. One is is the main one, like with content, like how to articles, SEO driven articles. The other one's going to be like a company blog, um, which we'll just use for like announcements, uh, new feature releases, um, you know, stuff like that. Maybe some like behind the scenes, okay, kind of kind of stuff. Like we don't have any sort of space for that right now, except for like my own personal Twitter stuff, you know. Right, right. So a little bit of work in public, but like at the company level. Yeah, like, and I think it would be good to have a company blog where we can have official announcements of every new feature when we release them, and like a little story about why this why this feature came to be, you know. Um, because we've released a bunch of features, but they're, but there's nowhere on the website that I can point to as like, that's when that feature came about and the story behind it. You know, I don't know. yeah, ours are just kind of mixed in chronologically with other other types of content. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, what else you got? Should we on? talk about? Uh, should we talk about taxes? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. So, I mean, um, no, you, the, the, you, the, you probably know a bit more about this than I do. I, I've only seen a, a couple of uh, Ian's angry tweets about this. but <laughs> Yeah, people are really upset about this because this is one of those things that just make you scratch your head in puzzlement at how the government can be that stupid, right? There's They're stupid, and then there's, like, government stupid. And, and, and that like defies all logic sometimes. And this is one of those moments. So, all right. The, the very quick version of it is that the IRS wants to force software development, among other types of research and development, um, to be amortized over a lengthier period of time, like, like a five or 10-year horizon. What that means is if you take a developer's salary, call it $100,000 a year, you can't take that 100000 as expenses in year one. You have to split it out over like, let's just, if it's five years, then it's $20,000 a year. The, the problem with that is what it really turns into is unrealized profit that, that you get taxed on. So yeah. let's just say, for example, yeah, you have- You paid $100,000 right. salary, you're, you know. Uh, right, it should come off of your- taxable income that's an expense right it should be an expense right it's so it's so straightforward and obvious but it's so dangerous if it doesn't get fixed it's like let's say you have a successful software business that has five employees and makes a million dollars a year in revenue cool and out of that million dollars a year you have eight hundred thousand dollars in expenses and you make two hundred thousand dollars in net income the company pays taxes based on that $200,000 in net income. That's how things look right now. In the future, if this goes into effect, let's say four out of those five people are developers and they each make $100,000 a year. So instead of being able to take $400,000 as expenses in that year that lead into the $200,000 in net income, you have to amortize those. So only a portion of that $400,000 in salaries can be taken in year one. So it's 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 as you it's as if instead of net income that you actually brought in of two hundred thousand dollars, now all of a sudden your taxable income is like seven hundred thousand dollars because you can only 
deduct year one mm-hmm. of those developer salaries. It's so it's like you're paying taxes on $700,000, but you only made $200,000 in income. It's, it, is, it is so stupid and like anti-innovation and growth that the hope is that the government repeals it. Yeah. But it's, it's not happening on its own. Which is why you see a lot of people starting to get loud about it. Something like that even comes about because it's like, I I don't know if this is just your typical like lack of understanding from the government on technology in general, which is completely ridiculous and aggravating. But like this is people. Like, like technology doesn't just sprout out of the ground out of nowhere. People actually work on it, and they require salaries, and they get paid for that work, just like any other industry in the world. I don't know why. Yeah, why the cost of people building things can't be treated like any other industry? Yeah. Yes, it, it's tough to know how that actually happens, right? Is it just a matter of, you know, staff in a room looking at ways to make a bill seem like it's not detrimental to the budget? Because right, right, all those bills have to get scored. Yeah, uh, and 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 show what impact it's going to have on the budget and the deficit and all that. So if you tweak that, right? If you if you think about it as a giant Excel spreadsheet, this a huge bill through Congress, and everyone's saying, "But I want this break for my you know industry in this state, and I want this thing." You can see how tweaking an assumption inside of that Excel spreadsheet by saying, "Hey, let's amortize developer expense as R and D." spread out over five years instead of one is going to make the scoring of that bill look infinitely better. And there's no one there to connect on what that is actually going to do to businesses. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, Yeah. That's that's a problem. I mean, we, we will, you know, again, like call out this SSB Alliance.org, you know, Michelle Hansen. And, and I, I think she's, she's driving the organization behind this. So that's, it's really awesome that, you know, I mean, we can organize. We can put websites yes, together, someone. and, and Th- that's um, right, and get the get the word out. Um, I mean, I, I should also uh, you know mention Justin Jackson has been doing a couple of uh, and John Buddha have been doing a couple of episodes on their podcast, uh, Build Your SaaS. Really, totally different issue, but you know, on like collecting sales tax, which sounds like terrible radio, um, <laughs> uh, but it, it it's it's equally uh, aggravating and and it, but like we should be listening to it. Uh, I, I yeah. learned a lot just listening to their whole uh, experience that they've had. It's, it's been sort of a night in terms of like, you know, SaaS companies collecting sales tax on, on behalf of all these different government entities, federal governments yeah. around the world, states, cities. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, and yeah, it's, could, it's and, a mess. And, it, and as, I mean, I, I really commend them for talking about it. Um, same thing with, with Ian and, and Michelle and people like, making people know, you know, making it known about these kind of issues because most people just don't want to talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, we talk about build in public all the time and sharing our revenue graphs and our, and our product work, but nobody wants to talk about taxes or tax tax collection filings, you know, um, a, because there's, there's confusion about it. Maybe B they they don't want to talk about their, (laughs) their own experience with it. Um, it's, you know, but there's a lot of sticky issues and I don't feel very qualified to talk about them on air. I know, I know, um, I know. You want to just like go to your accountant and say, okay, tell tell me what needs to be done 
uh but a lot of this and, and but again like we're in the tech industry that like there's not that many accountants that really know all the ins and outs of what we do as well mm-hmm. so yeah that's right and when when you find someone then like they end up getting referred to an entire friend group and they get really busy yeah. <laughs> yep, that, yep. That, that's how mine is yeah man <sighs> well that's it on my end man i don't know what to tell you i'm just waiting for my internet to come back right now then <laughs> i'm gonna get the weekend started yeah, got dude. a big uh, birthday party here at the house for uh, my middle daughter with the uh, 22 oh, that's kids. That's going to be fun. That's fun. We've got this local thing in, in our town called Urban Air. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's it's one no. of these like, and they um, imagine if they had the, these places when we were kids, but like, you know, uh, ball pits, trampolines, go-karts, video game, like arcades, like it's this massive warehouse of just fun for kids. It's, it's just a madhouse for kids, right? So my daughter had a birthday there and then five other kids in her class and both my daughters. So I'm going to this place like twice a weekend <laughs> for like, for like three months straight. It's <laughs> kind of insane. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that tends to happen. I, I yeah. find myself driving to a like soccer bubble on top of like an, a landfill. I'm like, okay, this is my life. Yep. Sure. Yep. That's what I, that's yep. what I do a few times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one more week we'll do next week on the pod and then after that i'm off to hawaii baby that's what i'm looking forward to right now oh sweet i think you and me are vacation in the same week nice april April 10th uh no 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 march uh, 25th oh okay cool we'll figure it out yeah all right dude pray to the internet gods for me and uh to the website gods while you're at it all right dude (laughs) good to see you later folks